Well, I don't know about you, but Christmas is probably one of my favorite holidays. Is that true for anyone out here? Christmas? Yeah? Love all the Christmas music, everything about it. I particularly love the lights, the music. I don't mind sitting at home and just having the light of the Christmas tree and a hot cocoa in my hand and listening to old-fashioned Christmas music. I like that. I also like the Christmas specials that are on TV. Uh, We all have our favorites, right? And thankfully now with Netflix and Hulu and all the streaming things, we don't have to sit around and wait for it to come on network television. We can just find it at our earliest convenience, which is nice. One of my absolute favorites is The Grinch. Anyone like The Grinch? Yeah. Grinch is great. I love the cartoon. I love the song. I even love the movie with Jim Carrey in it, although I prefer the cartoon. Um, The Grinch is an interesting character, isn't he? He's an interesting guy, and we all probably know someone in our lives that we refer to as a Grinch. You don't have to point to anybody. In fact, there are people all throughout history that we would call Grinches as well. The Grinch, his character, is completely flawed. He was selfish, he was an angry guy, borderline abusive, dishonest, deceitful, and downright mean. You'll recognize this. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel, and by the way, no, I'm not going to sing it. You're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, and this is the part that, I don't care who you are, you've done it in the car, you've tried to hit that Mr. Grinch, right? You've tried to hit it? Some of you can't. I think that I can. I know that I can't. But what is he? He's a bad banana with a greasy back peel. Some of you know it. Right. With all these character flaws, the Grinch is someone that shapes up to be somebody that we would not like at all. And one that would end up doing terrible things to get anything that he wants. We're introduced to somebody like that in the Bible. Matthew chapter 2, and we see him, and we see this character in verses 1 through 4, and you can follow along with me. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, this is our character, this is our Grinch, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod... The king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him, gathering together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. This Herod, this Grinch, knew what was coming. He knew all of the prophecies, and he was feeling like his rule, his popularity, his kingdom, all these things were at risk. And so... This is part of his character flaws. He was a selfish narcissist. So as the scripture says that he was troubled. And here's what that word means. It means that he was agitated. It means that he had a a calmness of mind up until that moment. And he was anxious and distressed. Because what did Herod want? He wanted the same thing that the Grinch wanted. And he wanted to steal Christmas. If he could get rid of the Christ child, then there would be no singing glory to God in the highest peace on earth. There would be no great joy that would be for all people. What a monstrous thing to do. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. 
Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul. Mr. Grinch, I wouldn't touch you with a what? Yeah, close. Everyone was close. 39 and a half, of course. I never know the words either. Herod was willing to do anything to make sure that he was number one. That no one threatened his throne, his power, or his kingdom. And so to steal that joy, to try to steal Christmas, he would need to tell a lie. Now you know about this. As the Grinch took the tree, as he started the shove, he heard a small sound like the coo of a dove. He turned around fast and he saw a small who? Little Cindy Lou who? Who was no more than two. She stared at the Grinch and said, Santa Claus. Why? You like that, right? Why? Why are you taking Christmas tree? Why? But, you know, the old Grinch was so smart and so slick. He thought up a lie and he thought it up quick. By my sweet, sweet little tot, the fake Santa Claus lied. There's a light on this tree that won't light on one side. So here's the lie, right? So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there and I'll bring it back here. Herod had developed a plan, a very Grinch-like plan that involved, again, one of his major character defects, his flaws, and it was deceit. You see it in verse 7. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me. Notice he doesn't say, tell everybody. He says, just report to me so that I too may come and worship him. What do you think? That is not what he wanted to do. That's not what he wanted to do any more than the Grinch wanted to fix the tree and bring it right back. And so what did Herod do? He told them a lie. Because if he could get them to believe the lie... Then he could do what he had planned to do the entire time. See, again, we know Herod had heard about the prophets of old. And he knew it was coming. And he knew he had to do everything to stop it. And so he devised a plan that was so evil that it literally makes you nauseous. Kind of like a super nos. It was a plan that was crafty. But it was so entirely mean and appalling. But, of course, Herod didn't care. See, Herod was referred to as Herod the Great, but he wasn't great at all. He was ruthless. Here's what history tells us about Herod. History tells us that he only loved himself, and anyone that got in the way of that was to be put to death. He murdered his wife. He murdered his three sons, his mother-in-law, his brother-in-law, his uncle, and many more died at his hand. And so now he's about to take it to a new level. Because the Magi, the Magi knew. See, look at verse 12. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left their own country by another way. Herod was angry. He had been duped. And so what does he do? He takes matters into his own hands. Verse 16. Then when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, he became enraged. This is the evil plan. And he sent and he slew all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its vicinity from two years old and under. Many babies died that day. The number, no one knows, but the numbers matter not because it was simply (coughs) disgusting. And it was all done to try to take away the Christ that would soon be the center of Christmas. 
So who in the world is this Herod? This so-called Herod the Great. Where did he even come from? See, Herod was born in a place called Edomia. Why is that important? Because his father was an Edomite. Why is that important? Because he was a descendant of Esau. You guys know Jacob and Esau, right? Jacob and Esau, we see from the Bible that it says that Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. And so from Esau came a cursed nation, the Edomites. A nation that would seek to take down anything to do with Israel, Jerusalem, Jesus, or Christianity. We see it all throughout Scripture as one commentator puts, In the time of Nebuchadnezzar, the Edomites helped plunder Jerusalem and slaughter them. For this reason, the prophets denounced Edom violently. See, at every turn, the Edomites sought to thwart the plan of God. And now here, Herod, a descendant of Esau, he's still on the prowl. Following what all of his ancestors have did. See, the attacks would continue as they did before Jesus, during his arrival, and at the explosion of Christianity. See, the Herods would persecute the church. Four generations of Herods. They would imprison them. They would murder their leaders, but they would never succeed at stopping Christ and his followers. Herod Antipas had John beheaded and had Jesus sent to him before he was put to death. Herod Agrippa had James killed and Peter thrown in jail. But again, they would never succeed. See, the Edomites, the Herods, Satan, our enemy, is always trying to thwart the plan of God from the very beginning we see in Genesis 3.15. But what do we know about our God and his kingdom? As it says in Matthew 16, not even the gates of hell will prevail against it. See, there will always be people who will try and steal your joy. They will try to feed you a lie, and they will take drastic measures to do so. But see, on this Christmas, what do we know? We know that Herod the Grinch did not steal Christmas, because no one can. Because Christ has always been God's plan. And what do we know about God's plan? Here's what we hear in Isaiah 14, 27. For the Lord of hosts has planned, and who can frustrate it? And for as his outstretched hand, who can turn it back? See, you and I, this is the great thing. We have the freedom to sing and to worship in any way that we feel led. See, we know the truth this evening. See, Jesus was born, we know that. He lived, he died, he gave us a way of salvation through his death. And as Pastor Larry is going to talk about in just a few minutes, we know that he's one day going to come back. See, that is the hope that we have today. And that is the hope that you will wake up to tomorrow morning as you celebrate the one who could not be stopped. Welcome Christmas. Bring your cheer. Cheer to all who's far and near. Christmas Day is our grasp. So as long as we have hands to grasp. Christmas Day will always be just as long as we have we. Welcome Christmas while we stand. Heart to heart and hand in hand. See, Christ has come. He was born. It was prophesied from the very beginning. In fact, there were hundreds of prophecies that were fulfilled that were prophesied hundreds of years before he came. And despite the detractors, despite the Grinches throughout history, despite all those who would try to annihilate the nation of Israel, despite all of those who tried to stop his coming to discredit who he is and who he was, Christ has come and God's plan did not stop with his birth. It kept going. See, the life that Jesus lived, the impact that he had, the way of salvation that he brought through his death and his resurrection, because after all, we know the grave is empty. 
Look at the explosions of Christianity. Thousands of souls saved. Many of those who died for the sake of Christ. For the one who came as a baby in the straw that one fateful night. See, Christ has come. Christmas is here. And we have so much to celebrate. And so tomorrow morning, as you enjoy your family and your friends and those gifts, may you celebrate all of those things. Because we celebrate the Christ of Christmas. So may I echo what Pastor Larry has already said. Merry Christmas to you and your family. And may God bless you in this new year. Will you pray with me? Our God, thank you so much that nothing can thwart your plan. Lord, you've had a plan from the very beginning. You have protected that plan. We know that you are the Messiah. And so we are here tonight to celebrate you. Lord, we are going to wake up in the morning and we're going to celebrate you because there is nothing that can stop your plan. And so we worship you. And so we thank you as we continue to worship you this evening. And it's in your son's precious name we ask all of these things. Amen.